Joining us now in the KYMN news, uh, or in the KYMN studios, it's uh, Northfield uh, Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Uh, good morning, Matt. Thank you good so much morning, for coming Matt. in today. Thanks. Great to be here. What, you know, last time we talked to you, uh, we were getting ready for that first day of school yes. with uh, Labor Day weekend. Now we've got that done. We've got uh, defeat of Jesse James Day's done. Uh, you got a nice win uh, on the first home game of the year, took the Cannon Trophy. And a lot of things happened. It's been a busy two weeks. Yeah, we had a great start to the school year. Just thank all the parents who came in for our family conferences ahead of the school year. You know, we really put a lot of effort, our teachers put a lot of effort into those family conferences before the school year starts because we really believe in building that partnership between our teachers and our administrators and our parents right away from the beginning of the school year so that we're all on the same page and and serving um, our students. And so thanks to all the folks who came to those family conferences. And then really a great first week of school last week. Um, Wonderful to have everyone back. Uh, a lot of the normal pain points that we have, just a few things that, you know, as you're getting the logistics of the school year uh, up and running, those all went well. Uh, so we're really rolling and, and just thank our students first and foremost, our staff for setting the conditions so that kids can be successful. And then, of course, our families in the community for supporting us. And always great to keep uh, the Cannon Trophy right here in River City. And uh, a nice win for our Northfield Raiders. Uh, congratulations to Coach Yule and the and the boys for a 49 or 39-0 win over Fairbow and you know Jeff it was a beautiful night for high school football temperature was about perfect and it was a really large crowd Fairbow showed up had a great crowd um you know we had great student section great community support and a really well behaved crowd i think that's important to note you know we read across the country uh, about how people are misbehaving adults you know and students alike at some of these larger sporting events and just really proud the way that you know, Northfield shows up and cheers for our Raiders and not against the other team or the officials. They just, we like to be classy and, and so far so good. You also had the uh, first school board meeting since school began. We you did. had that last night and uh, it also marked the return of a uh, Noel Strapbone. I uh, I uh, ran into uh, Noel and, and Lois uh, over the holiday, or the defeat of Jesse James. It is a holiday in Northfield, yeah, yes. It, and it uh, looks like he was doing much better and he was excited to get back to school. Yeah, you know, Noel was uh, reinstated at the very end of the last school board meeting uh, late in August, and uh, so last night was Noel's first full meeting back. You know, Noel was first elected to the school board in 1980, and as is uh, what you expect from Noel, he made a few comments at the beginning of the meeting thanking uh, Robert Coleman, uh, who so ably filled in for Noel during his, what essentially was a medical leave of absence that's allowed by state law, just really a, a good good governance allowing people to take some time when they're not feeling well so that they can step away from their public service, you know, get their health needs taken care of and come, come back. So Noel is very complimentary of uh, Robert's service. And of course, we're thrilled to have Noel back on the board, just, you know, really a, a wise uh, individual who's got a lot of experience and, and really represents the community so well. So great to have Noel back. You also uh, last night heard uh, some of the uh, continuing improvement. Uh, each school is uh, you know, part of their job is to continually improve. And you heard some presentations last night. Tell us about those. Yeah, these were the last of our um, continuous improvement plans that are set up for the school year. And um, our elementary schools uh, have for several years now been doing a consolidated or, or unified school improvement plan with all three schools uh, participating in that. And that's you know, every school needs to have its own, every elementary school needs to have its own culture, its own personality, if you will, 
but we also want uh, the academic education of our students to be and the development of our students to be within a few city blocks of each other, whether you go to Bridgewater or Spring Creek or Greenville Park. So we've been working a lot on aligning uh, instruction and practices between all three elementary schools. Again, each school has its own independent unit, uh, great culture, you know, personalities that make that school what it is. But having them align the things that they're working on, we think is just good stewardship for the community. So they are looking at uh, several goals this year, specifically around um, reading and mathematics. And our, our really our goal is looking at hitting 80% of our students who are at that grade level benchmark. And you may say, well, Matt, why not 100%? Well, of course, our aspirational goal is 100%. But when we talk about grade level, not every student is going to hit that grade level benchmark at the same time or in the same way. And so if we can get to that 80% mark, we have a number of other services that can help those students who need additional support uh, to be able to get there. But we know that our focus has to be on that classroom instruction, that core instruction that everybody gets. And so they're looking at... uh, Again, 80% of students reaching um, grade-level benchmarks in reading and mathematics. They are continuing to work on family engagement, really wanting to have that partnership with our families, and so uh, really working on positive uh, feedback to parents at home, and then also working on increasing staff knowledge of the populations that we serve within the school district, being really culturally aware and, and understanding where kids are coming from and what are they facing outside of school? When we partner and we know more about what students are doing outside of school, we're able to better serve them in school. So that was the elementary plan, Jeff. The 80% you mentioned, uh, that's the goal this year. Where are we at now? Have you, do you test them early just to see where they're at? Uh, we we absolutely those? do. And uh-huh. we, came, we, we, will, we anticipate being able to hit that benchmark in most cases. Um, when we look at last year's data, I'm just scrolling back up to my screen here that Jeff that I have that gives me that. Okay. So, uh, you know, last year in the spring, we were above 80% in 10 of the 15 categories that we look at. Now, when we're looking at reading and math and kindergarten through grade five, so there's, you know, essentially those 15 categories that we're looking at. Um, and so, a few, actually, well, we made it in almost all of them. I can see right here on our, our chart that we had three areas, uh, four areas that were under that 80%. But almost all of them were were very close uh, to 80% at 78% or 75%. So really on the right track with that. Superintendent of Schools, uh, Dr. Matt Hillman, is with us. We're talking about last night's uh, school board meeting. Uh, You had mentioned safety. Uh, Of course, safety always a concern, but you had some some news about that from uh, last night's meeting. So we gave an update to the board and, and for our community on the different kinds of safety drills that we conduct. Uh, we all wish we didn't have to think about uh, those kinds of things that can happen during a school day where we need to uh, enact some of these safety drills. But we went through four different kinds of safety drills that we did. And uh, it was, number one, because it's the beginning of the year and getting everybody on the same page. But also there was some legislation that required that uh, one of our drills that we discuss it at a regularly scheduled board meeting. So we went through our evacuation drill. Most people know that as a fire drill. It can be used in other uh, circumstances, but it's when we need to evacuate the building. Uh, a shelter-in-place drill, Jeff, that's uh, typically the annually required tornado drill. And so that would be if we have really severe weather and we need to get students to the interior of the buildings for safety. And then we have two different lockdown drills that we do. The stay-put lockdown 
um, would be executed when we have a most often a medical circumstance in the building. So if we have a student who's had a medical incident or um, maybe we have a student who's really been struggling and just needs some dignity as they get themselves back together into their classroom. And so stay put just simply means everybody stays in where they're at. They stay in their rooms. Uh, we allow medical personnel to help uh, folks out or help our teachers, you know, get a student back to a classroom if needed. That's really the stay put. It's just be, stay where you are. Let's get whatever the circumstances is cleared, and um, and then we move on with our day. We also practice uh, a duck and cover drill, and the duck and cover drill is really for an intruder. And I think most of us today in, in this world and with what we read or hear, uh, we think of an intruder drill as someone who is armed. And so new state legislation redefined or they, they provided clarity on what is considered to be an active shooter drill. And so our duck and cover drill uh, aligns with that new legislation. Now, to be super clear, it is different than what is called an active shooter simulation. We have held an active shooter simulation at Northfield Middle School on a weekend as a regional training opportunity for law enforcement and first responders. An active shooter simulation is when you bring in law enforcement, first responders, and you have actors role-playing the circumstance. We have not ever done that kind of drill, at least since I've been here, uh, during a regular school day. We've done that only on the weekend with people who have volunteered to participate, essentially to train law enforcement. The duck and cover drill at our school does align with what the new legislation calls an active shooter drill. And in a duck and cover drill, we're simply um, getting students, you know, shutting off the lights, you know, getting the uh, blind shut, getting students away from any line of sight, locking the classroom doors, uh, the kinds of things that we know uh, are effective in terms of just making sure that uh, we are able to protect students in the unlikely case that we have an intruder in the building. And while uh, an intruder, um, you know, I think, again, a lot of us think of an armed intruder, but there could be other intruders for other reasons. So um, we talked about those different four kinds of drills that we practice. We talked about the new law that you know requires us when we do our duck and cover drill to notify families at least 24 hours in advance, allow people to opt out of the drill should they want to. And we've looked at a number of ways. Could we allow a family to have their student opt out and stay in the building? Of course, the trouble with that, Jeff, is that we're practicing a lockdown in an entire, in an entire building, so there's no place where we're not locking down. So unfortunately, in that case, a parent who would want to opt their child out of that drill would have to come and pick them up for the period of that drill. Uh, there's some other pieces about offering debrief uh, afterwards, making sure that students know they have availability to counselors and other mental health staff. And then the law required that there be a discussion at a public or at a regularly scheduled board meeting around the what this does for the physical safety of students and what does it do for the mental health safety of students. And I think we all know that uh, when we can practice something a couple of times, if we are ever to have to really engage in it, we at least have some knowledge of what are the processes and procedures we have to do. No different than when uh, the stewardess and the captain come on of uh, on an airplane and say, hey, in the case of this unlikely situation, here is what you do with that uh, uh, thing under your that, that um a flotation device under your seat, right? We're just preparing for things that we hope never happen, but just taking those steps. We also use those drills as an opportunity to test all of our systems to make sure that all of the technological mechanisms work, that 911 gets automatically called. And then with the mental health of students, there's a lot of ways 
that these kinds of drills manifest for students and their mental health. We have to acknowledge that it does frighten some students. We know that, and we try to work with families and students for that. We also know there's a number of other students when we conduct those drills, it actually gives them confidence in their mental health that they are able to rise to the challenge if we have uh, a really what all of us hope never happens. So those were what we discussed. We discussed some simple safety things like when we installed uh, locks on our classroom doors several years ago where you can just lock it from the inside of the classroom door without a key. You know, imagine you're in a, a what you think of an unthinkable situation and a person's got to fumble for their keys, Jeff, go to the hallway, try to lock it from the outside. Um, unfortunately, we've seen um, the results of that in, in some incidents across the country. So those are some simple kinds of things. We have a lockdown button in each building that can be pressed that immediately calls 911, make sure exterior doors are locked, and then does some different things in each building based on uh, you know what they what their building's physical layout is. So okay. that's what we talked about, Jeff. Qu- question, um, and this is a little bit off of what you're talking about now, but but we you, you mentioned the legislative changes. Some of those changes include uh, policemen and how they can interact with uh, students in certain situations. Have you talked with uh, Chief Elliot about that? Have, you, have has that been worked on as well? Yes, Chief Elliott uh, and our school district, we, Chief Elliott and I have a great relationship. Uh, we talk regularly, and so he and I have talked several times since the law has changed. He actually came and spoke to our administrative team because the changes in that law weren't just applicable to uh, law enforcement. It was also applicable to all of our staff. And for our staff, uh, we've had some similar requirements for working with special education students for around 10 years. Um, but the new legislative changes, you know, both affect uh, staff in the buildings and how they intervene when there's a physical altercation, as well as uh, law enforcement. And uh, Chief Elliott has been very reasonable and measured as we've tried to navigate the clarity that uh, many districts need. We're very fortunate that um, we have been able to maintain our school resource officer thanks to Chief Elliott's measured and reasonable approach. We know around 30 districts across the state have not. And so we're hopeful that uh, whatever method that we can use to get clarity for those districts and, uh, you know, we'll keep looking at it as we move forward here. But we we have a really special relationship with the, North, the Northfield Police Department, incredibly well-trained staff uh, focused on safety and prevention. And um, we're just really pleased with that relationship, that long-standing relationship that we've had. Let's move on. Um you have recently uh, approved and starting to act on uh, sponsorship and naming rights and such, and you have your first uh, naming rights situation. Tell us about that. Yeah, we have a new policy in the last couple of years that really governs how we can have people um, sponsor pieces of equipment or uh, certain locations within the school, much like that you see at other venues where you have certain, might be a certain named field at uh, you know, a, a venue. And so we have this opportunity now where people, where businesses and other organizations, there's a policy, there's some uh, criteria can, again, sponsor a piece of equipment. And in this case, uh, our first uh, utilization of this policy comes with our uh, swimming pool scoreboard. So at our middle school, the swimming pool scoreboard is around 20 or more years old. It was new with the middle school when that was built. And of course, like a lot of electronic things, it needs some updating. We've gotten a lot of use out of it not cheap. And so we're really grateful to uh, Community Resource Bank here in Northfield. They have agreed to uh, cover essentially the full cost of the new scoreboard. It's around a $20,000 commitment. And in return, they will have exclusive advertising on that scoreboard for a period of 10 years. 
And so we're really grateful to Jim Lowe and Community Resource Bank for stepping forward to help us uh, sponsor this piece of equipment. Lead, the board didn't approve it last night. They'll approve it at the next meeting. Uh, 12, 12 to 20 weeks is what I understand to get a, a scoreboard. So hopefully we'll have it up and running uh, midwinter. All right. All right. Superintendent Hillman uh, with us. Uh, anything else? Uh, you, uh, I guess one more thing, and we, we only have a couple of minutes to talk about this, and that is uh, areas of focus for the superintendent of schools. Yes. What, uh, can so, you give us a nutshell of what that's like? I absolutely can. So there's four focus areas that the board approved for me to work on last night over the next, of course, in addition to the 41 job responsibilities I'm tasked with and all of the other kinds of day-to-day things. One is going to be around the implementation of the READ Act. That is new legislation about specifying how we teach reading. Um, I will also be focused on uh, facilitating all of the new legislation, which I think is a six- or eight-page document with nine-point font of things that we have to implement after the last legislative cycle over the next few years. So I'll be working on that. Uh, I will be continuing to work on soliciting uh, feedback from uh, our black, Hispanic, and indigenous students' families about their experience in our school. We're wholeheartedly committed to equity and making sure that Every student has a genuinely fair chance to pursue their version of the American dream. And so seeking um, in, uh, the feedback from our black, indigenous, and people of color within our community, um, and our Hispanic parents, really allows us to best serve them. And then finally, uh, we do need to take a look at what's next for the high school. Uh, just, uh, just Unfortunately, just before the school year started, uh, we had uh, an air conditioning failure at the high school where the air conditioning operated at about 50% during the hottest point of the summer. And it's just a, a canary in the coal mine, if you will, that we have been great stewards of that building. We have taken care of it. Uh, it's a good facility that we've really done some good things with, but it is aged, and there are a lot of systems within it that are um, reaching their end of life. It's more than what we can do with our regular operating capital, and so my job will be to give the board the information and uh, different pathways that they could choose if, if they were so inclined to to put something on the ballot for the voters to consider in November of 2024. So I'll be working with the community and, and bring the board uh, some information about what do we think as a community is next for Northfield High School. And that could be a variety of different things, but we do need to have some difficult discussions about what the future of that facility is and how we uh, maintain it or how we add to it or how we use part of it and, and change other parts of it. So it'll be a community conversation that we'll be having to inform the board over the next year. Folks, that's a big one coming down the pike. So there you have it. Uh, thank you so much, Matt, for being here. Much appreciated. Uh, we wish you continued success at the Northfield Schools. It's my pleasure, and thanks for being such a great partner, Jeff. We appreciate KYMN so much. Thank you.